it's funny because all the ideas that are promising that you will make money without, I guess, spending time, new business owners work on so hard for free for so long. They're building these things. They're building this course. They're getting ready to launch this thing because it's going to be one to many or it's going to be this amazing thing. And I'm like, you're not even getting like right now, you're literally not trading time for money because you're just wasting your time and you're not getting any money. You're not getting anything. (laughs) There's no trade. You're just giving your time away like freaking COVID-19. Here you go. Here's a little time. Here's a little time. Here's a little time. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the zany and profound Deanna Seymour, graphic designer and host of the podcast F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. Deanna Seymour knows the power of creativity, fun, and letting your freak flag fly when it comes to marketing your business. Whether she's hosting an online co-working sesh or helping a client get over their fear of being on camera, Deanna uses humor and empathy to build a community that helps people feel seen, heard, and ultimately more comfortable in their own skin so that they can have more fun getting in front of their perfect fit clients. When she's not designing for her clients, she's probably calling out sleazy marketing tactics, hanging with her fam, or sneaking in some crappy reality TV. Deanna Seymour, I have such an unbelievable crush on your brain, on your brand, on your videos. So I am freaking excited to have the honor of asking you, what the heck do small business owners need to focus on this week? Um, is it too self-serving to say they should maybe focus on my my new podcast? It's such a baby that I'm like, can they can they focus on breaking the rules in online business and saying F that to all the rules and head over and just Hang out with me a little bit because it's just so new. It's a new little baby. And I'm like, don't you need it? It's a little incubated baby. It's so cute. It's my sip and see. Have you ever heard of those? Oh my God. Yes. It's my sip and see. It's my sip and see from a podcast. Yeah. I think they should be paying attention to that. Okay. Listen, that's fair. Coming in hot. Yeah. Yeah, that that right there is totally fair, especially because (laughs) I mean, look at how you just broke that rule. My beautiful, uh, what's the Leslie Nope thing? My beautiful rule-breaking moth. Like, look what you freaking (laughs) did here. I'm like, hey, what do small business owners need to focus on this week? 76 episodes are like, here's a really intense practical thing you could do. You are like, hey, go listen to my podcast. And I love that. Break the rule, right? Why not? And then also, I love the lesson of just get after it, right? Like. Get scrappy. <laughs> there was nothing douchey, sleazy, or gross about what you just did. And yet 99% of people wouldn't do that. They would think it was too self-serving or too fast or too whatever. It wasn't. You were just like, look, this is what I want. I got a baby podcast. It's a fledgling. It needs some community love. Get the frick after it. So I think not only should we do that, you're also modeling 
some badass self-promotion techniques right now. Why, thank you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad I got your approval because I was like, not going to lie. I was slightly nervous to do it, but it's always good. Like if you feel slightly nervous, it's a good thing to do, right? A little bit. Maybe not. Let's talk about that. No, 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 no. I love that because sometimes we feel like straight up dread or fear, right? And I think Mm -hmm. in those moments, a lot of us have heard like, do it scared, do it anyway. Sometimes we're not full-fledged scared. We're just like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." (laughs) like whatever that emotion is. Yeah. And, and that almost feels worse than being scared because we're like, look, fear is just my anxiety. I'm taking a really big leap, but it's like the smaller leaps. Those like, should I do this? Mm -hmm. So what, what do you think is the entrepreneurial relationship with discomfort? Well, let me tell, okay, this is sort of related. I was going to say that for a second, I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to say that. I don't think I'm supposed to say my podcast. And so I, it's not necessarily fear, but I think it has to do with breaking the rules because, you know, I've listened to your podcast and I'm like, people don't do that. I don't, but when I thought to myself, what should they be focusing on? Jokingly in my head, I was like, oh, duh, my new podcast. Me. What they should be focusing on is me. me. (laughs) And then I had that voice that was like, no, you shouldn't, you you can't say, you shouldn't say that. You can't say that. And then that voice was like, yes, I can. Yeah. Whatever. What's going to happen? What, what if, what's going to happen? Well, especially like they're not privy to the pre-chat. In the pre-chat, I gave you a little wildly unnecessary pep talk about getting (laughs) after it self-promotion and all these other things. And then you were just like, getting after it. I took it to heart. I took it to heart. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to say what I want to say. Right. But like, even more so, like I gave you this kind of weird blanket permission slip. I didn't know that, you know, that's what it was. And then you took it and ran with it even further. And I was like, well, damn. (laughs) Right. But, but you just did it. Right. So, so sometimes we don't even see the opportunities fully that are in front of our face, right? Sometimes we are so shy about putting ourselves out there that someone could be like, hey, please go like my, like my group, the Legitimati, which got your ass on LinkedIn. (laughs) Um, But like there all the time, I'm like, there's money being made in that group. I need you to go tag yourself. They're like, I need to get on another podcast. I'm like, there's a thread for that in the group. I need you to go comment on it. And then they don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? You just (laughs) asked me how to do something. I gave you a one minute action item that will get that problem solved. And we don't want to take that step because we want to be nice. We want to be a team player. What, where does, where does all of this shoulding come from? I know we, I got the, um, I, so, you know, when people have those words of the year, yes, I have, um, my word of the year for like three years in a row. I mean, basically my whole life since I made up this word of the year is actually two, two, two words. Cause I break the rules, but it's <laughs> fuck it. It's my yeah. fuck it mantra where yes. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm like, I don't know. Am I supposed to do that? Or like, I don't know. Would that look weird if I tagged myself in this post? Like, meh, fuck it. Okay. I guess it's three words. Cause there's always sort of a meh in front of it in my mind oh see see there's the seymour sparkle it's not fuck it (laughs) it's fuck it (laughs) meh right yeah but you know what i my word of the year is stevie nicks um 
which is Witchy. not that far off from the fuckets, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like post Fleetwood, Stevie Mac just did what she wanted to fucking do. Yes. And, and uh, yeah, I think there's like liberation in that, right? But, but there is something we do, like, I love the examples you gave. We do put such weight on, what if I like my own post? Oh, God. <laughs> what if I tag Canva in this thing? Oh, no. What if yeah. I ask this, you know, famous person to be on my podcast? Oh, gosh. And and if we judge every little detail of our day and every little risk we take, we don't get that much done because we're squandering productivity and anxiety, right? Yeah. I like to not think of things so hard. If we spend so much freaking time overthinking stuff right? That doesn't really serve anything other than it makes us feel weirdly prepared, right? Like, I have thought about this from all angles. I have considered this in all ways. But like, is that really actually valuable? No. Well, you know, have you ever like thought about a word for too long and then it doesn't even look like the same word? It's like the, and you're like, is that how you spell the? This is so odd. I think that's what we do to ourselves. If we keep thinking too hard, then everything seems awkward. Everything seems weird. And then usually for me, like if I do that, uh, I will X out of whatever post I'm writing. Like you just feel like, oh, everything's too weird. I got to go. And then you don't do anything. So you're wasting time thinking. And then you're also not doing the thing (laughs) because you talk. We got all these false starts. Right. And then we wind up, you know, once if we back out of one blog post, that's fine. But what happens is we wind up with all of these like false start, half written nothings that then we wind up going like, oh, why haven't I written a post about blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you've written that blog post 12 times. You've just only gotten three (laughs) sentences in each time. Like, that's why you don't remember, boo. Yeah. Mm -mm. And you didn't hit publish because you were too nervous. So it's not really a blog post yet. No. So your videos, which are so magnificent, everybody make sure you get over to Instagram and check these videos out. They just are so much joy. They're such big, fun, brazen energy. Was showing up for you like that easy at first? Did it come naturally to you? Or what was the process like of kind of showing up in such a beautiful, vibrant, loud way? Ooh, what a good question. You do this often. I do. Um, (laughs) I honestly have been really self-conscious about my size, like my whole life. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, when I got pregnant, I really tried to work on not giving a fuck about my body. Um, You know, everybody wants to be like body positive and I wasn't quite ready for that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what if I just like don't participate? Like, who gives a shit? Like, is your body cute? Is your body ugly? Are you tall? Are you like, let's just not even worry about bodies. That's not something I even need to think about. Yeah. And have grown from there and get like a little better. But when I see like, you know, moms have stretch marks and they're like, they're tiger stripes. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I still don't really love my stretch mark. I mean, I'm happy Mm -hmm. that my body gave me two beautiful kids, whatever, whatever. I see that. But it's still a journey, right? So it's never been like, it's not like I've always been like, ta-da, here I am ready to show everybody everything. Um, So I think honestly, it's kind of what we were just saying, just doing it Mm -hmm. and feeling more and more comfortable. And then the more you do it, 
the more you're like, oh, I've done this. Or I help people show up like, just take a picture of your shoes, even though it's not like like not a stock photo of your shoes. It's like your shoes and you can take a picture of your freaking shoes. Yeah. And you can tell the story of where you are, what you're doing, you know, and then like maybe next time it's more of you or it's the back of you or whatever and start to sort of do what is that called in therapy exposure therapy yeah yeah I'm like you know a little bit at a time and then just work your way up to it and then with my videos I feel like I just started doing them like at first I was like oh my gosh reels are so annoying like what am I everybody's (laughs) like Martin Scorsese like takes me 30 minutes to make an eight second video it was so annoying and then people are trying to pressure me into cool transitions where I like you know wave my hand and god I'm like dressed I'm I'm, like showered which I'm like oh now I have to shower real nice Mm -hmm. now I have to shower to have a business rude so (laughs) I just Oh my God. I said the exact same thing the other day. Sorry, gentlemen. I said the exact same thing the other day about wearing a bra. I was like, I have to go see a client in person, which means I have to put on a bra. What is this? Like the panty has ruined me. I am so lazy now. I'm like, I have to brush my hair and put on a bra to make money. God. I know. Well, I'm like, well, this is why I batch my videos because Mm -hmm. I don't want to shower every day. No. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, yeah, but then so, not. and the videos just like at first were really annoying, and took me forever, and then I just started having more fun with it, and then just being silly with it, and I just yeah. like that's the premise of my whole business. Like the more fun something is, everybody talks about consistency being key, whatever, whatever. If it's not fucking fun, I'm not going to do it consistently. Yeah. Like I just know myself, and if I'm not having fun, it's not going to happen. And obviously there are some things I was totally yeah. being fake. I was going to say there's some things in our business we have to do, like keep track of our finances. And I'm like, oh yeah, I should check on that spreadsheet that I have where I pretend like Oops. I'm going to write down all that. <laughs> Oops. I'm, but like, it's text- I'm not concerned. <laughs> Note to self, Annie, text your bookkeeper. She's you been know, asking I- for your credit card login <laughs> for like a month. Text your bookkeeper. But no, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it is Fun is a much more valuable commodity than I allowed myself for a really long time, which is so bogus because a lot of us, you know, are out here and they're like, be authentic, be authentic, be authentic, be transparent, be authentic, be transparent, which is great. But for some of us, being authentic is having some damn fun. Yeah. Right. For and, you and, and some... for me, it's doing things our way. For you, it's busting rules. For me, it's like cackling and interviewing <laughs> brilliant people and just be like, oh my God, you're so Like, that is a noise <laughs> I never expected to make in my business. And I do it on the daily because I'm having some fucking fun. So, yeah. 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 I, I remember my brand colors. Like, when I first started, I was like, okay. I, I'm also a lifelong learner and I was a teacher. So mm-hmm. I do like learning new things. And I like, you know, we're talking about how you lured me over to LinkedIn this morning. <laughs> I was like Googling a little bit about like, what should I do? Like, here I am in weird LinkedIn land. How do I optimize my profile or whatever I'm supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> what about that noise? I never expected to make that noise in my business. But <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Just kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, fuck it. It's the fuck it. But yeah, so researching things and learning things is great. But then I got sucked into like, how am I supposed to do this? What should I do? How am I supposed to do this? And then 
I was at Target buying a bathing suit for my then probably three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it was this beautiful mermaid bathing suit with like the most beautiful rainbow colors. And we were leaving and I was like, I wish these could be my brand colors. And then on the way home, I was like, what? Why can't they be? That is ridiculous. Of course, these can be my brand colors. And I went straight home to the Target website, grabbed that picture, took it into Photoshop, grabbed those color codes. And that's my branding. And it stuck. Like before that, I was changing all the time because if you're only listening to other people, there's so many voices that, you know, Monday you have to do this. Now, Tuesday, this person said I have to do this. Now, oh, now I have to be beige. Oh, now people are saying pink thin or what? If you're Rose following- gold. Rose, rose gold, gold and cursive <laughs> everything right now and i like rose gold and i like cursive but mm-hmm. everything right now is rose gold and rose cursive gold. yeah and then you don't know and then in a little while you have to change again because they decided something else is new so yeah since i mean ruby six now so like for the last few years my colors have been mermaid rainbow colors and i love them because i love them and mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep them so I love when I get asked um, really intense sounding business questions and I have a answer, which is jovial, but honest. And then people are like, oh, so I'm really looking forward to hearing you on a podcast someday with like some very dry host who is like, so as a branding expert, how did you choose your colors? And for you to be like, well, there was a swimsuit at Target when my kid was three. And have them be like, oh, I thought you might have used color science. It's like, I did yeah. use color science. I liked that. So I used it. <laughs> color science. Hello. Duh. Right? So yeah. People are like, how do you name your podcast? I'm like, I didn't want MC Hammer to sue me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's how I named my podcast. Like, that's the answer. They're like, oh, how did you name the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy? I walked around my house and going, how do I say Non-Sleazy Sales Academy? And then I went, oh, hello, dipshit. Don't say Non-Sleazy Sales Academy. <laughs> I just right? said but it. Yeah. With, yeah, but it's always really interesting for me, like when I'm on a show and they're like, what is your definition of success? And I'm like not driving myself bonkers and making money mm-hmm. in the process. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can you give us the three steps to get right. that for everyone else? <laughs> Oh my God. (laughs) Can you give us the million dollar in a minute formula for success? Uh, Yeah. But you know, uh, I got to go back to praising you about this self-promotion. You just started us off in such a gorgeous way, right? So, so, you know, branding and putting ourselves out there in our, uh, what Rachel K. Albers, who was just on the show would call your like internet authentic way. Um, talking about people who just say fuck it on a daily basis. Uh, but with all of that in mind, how do people know if they're playing it safe or how do people know if they're swinging too wide? Is there such a thing? Like, how do we level set how we show up in things like reels? What does that mean to level set? I was trying to act smart. (laughs) I mean, like. If we're putting it out there, if we're putting ourselves out there and we know that something is going to be uncomfortable, how we already Mm -hmm. talked about, right? We know it's going to be uncomfortable. How do we know, okay, I'm going to make this video. Maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe I'm being too small. Maybe I'm being too safe or, whoa, now I've really lost it. Balls to the wall. Why am I like (laughs) stripping on reels? Like, how do we, how do we know? And I loved your answer about exposure therapy, right? But how do we know where we are on that exposure map? Mm. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Probably not the best idea to be stripping. Yeah. Unless that is part of your brand message. <laughs> Unless yeah. you need to do that. I mean, I would say... Well, like if just, you're like a sensuality coach or like a tantric coach or something, it might make sense. Yeah. But like teaching sales doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Probably stripping Leaving for sales. my clothes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the best way to go about that plan. Um, you know, I get. I guess like I got. I think a, a businessy person would be like check your analytics and see what's performing well. But um, I never look at analytics because I just already confessed that I I only like to do things that are fun and looking into analytics is not fun for me. Although I know it is for some people. Um, I think you do it and you just see what kind of traction you get. I know we're talking Mm -hmm. about stripping, but you know, just talking (laughs) like, that's my whole thing. Just everybody. My tip for reels is to strip. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If you learn anything from this episode, that's my tip. Strip strategy. um, It's the new strip poker. (laughs) But I think just trying things out. That's what I, I mean, that's literally once I got my bathing suit colors in order and I started feeling like, you know, there's all the message about who's your ICA and who's your like niche down. And I didn't know, I didn't know who I wanted to work with. I didn't have a client yet. And so I didn't really know who I liked. And I, you know, saw worksheets, but I'm like, I don't care what their Starbucks drink is or who their favorite friend on friends is. Like, I don't know what this means. And so I actually did like a whole week of experiments in my stories on Instagram. And I did that Kofi, like buy me a coffee. Yeah. Like I didn't have anything. I didn't. Also, I had already spent a shit ton of money on courses that also didn't make me rich in two seconds. Like they promised. What? I know. How? All those courses (laughs) over promised to you? What? I am shocked. No, I didn't get the transformation I was promised. So I was like, okay, we got to be scrappy. We got to just like. Yeah. Get some fucking money. Like, I need to get some money. And also, mm-hmm. what do people want? Because at that point, I'm a very creative lady and I can do lots of things well. So, and I like doing a lot of things. But mm-hmm. so, niching down, I was like, I don't even know. I just want to do what people want to pay me for right now. Like, what can I do? And I think that week was like one day was a strategy session. Like, one day was gifts, like making little animated gifts for people. GIFs, gifts. I say gifts because it sounds I like I say gifts. Seth Myers on his show last night said GIFs. And I was like, what are you doing to us, darling? No. Well, I think it's funny because captions on my stories always calls like writes GIFs. Like mm-hmm. it's my gift to you. My yes. gifts are gifts to the world. Yes. So yes. I like that. So I did some gifts. I did um, like I was like, because I was always like, do it. Should I start a Patreon? Like I had a other podcast at that time. And I was like, maybe I'll do that. And I'll, I'll sell stickers every month. Like the members mm-hmm. get a stick. You know, I just had all these ideas and I didn't yeah. even know what to do. And it was like one person signed up for my $3 a month, get a sticker in the mail. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And it's like my friend, my Woo! old teacher friend. <laughs> and she couldn't figure out how to cancel it. And I couldn't figure out how to cancel it. So I kept being like, well, I'll just buy you a drink next time I see you. So that I over, is like, the reality of online business <laughs> right there. You try something, you get one early adopter, you have no idea what you're doing and you figure it out. And at the end of the day, you're like, you know what? I owe you $12. I know. I'll I'm buy like, you a drink. You a drink. <laughs> yeah. So there was that. But then the gifts, like everybody wanted the gifts. That was like really awesome. And a couple people did strategy. So it gave me a lot of insight. Yeah. And I didn't spend any money. It was just in my Instagram stories and on um, Kofi. And then I also was like, oh my gosh, I ma- I think that week I made like a thousand dollars, which in my business, I hadn't made any money. So I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Okay. 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 I think this is going to be a thing. Like 
Yeah, it's like, it's working, it's working, it's working. Yeah, okay, okay. And so it was like, then the gifts kind of snowballed into some Instagram graphics for people and then some monthly people who did, you know, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have a business. And then took some money and got Thrive Cards. So now I don't use Kofi, I use Thrive. Like, yeah. but originally when I was buying all those courses, I felt like I had to like automate everything. Even now Mm -hmm. I, I stopped myself and I'm like, how many people do I think are going to sign up for? Do I need to zap all these people in? Like based on like conversion rates and the size of my email list. Like if I got 12 members this round, I'd be super stoked. So like, do I need to zap in 12 people or could I just email them personally? (laughs) Be like, Hey, Oh my gosh. And also like, will I probably already know them because I've created a relationship? Like, right. Because you're doing relationship marketing. Like you probably, you probably (laughs) already DM this person. So you're not going to be like, hold on, let me introduce myself. Bitch, they know you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want it to be all automated yet. Like maybe down the line I will grow and that will be awesome. But then there's like the other piece of the puzzle that's like, I feel like I'm doing pretty good at making more money than I did as a teacher. And yeah. it's just me and my son porch. Do I want to manage other people? Like how, like when, no. like just this whole idea of like scale, do this, do this. Yep. And I'm like, I don't want to scale. I It's like when I'm a teacher and then do you want to be a principal to make more money and move up the ladder? But no, I like teaching and I like my students right. and I like right now in my business, I like doing graphic design. I like chilling in my son porch and not, managing other people for now. I mean, I'm not saying things couldn't change, but But you're not, you're not forcing that change. I'm in the same boat in that, like, I would love to get to my earning potential where I have decided my earning potential is right. But I've worked Mm -hmm. with and for a lot of people that have the big teams. I've been the person behind the Wizard of Oz. And I look at that and I'm like, this this whole, this is not at all what I'm working toward. Like, good for them. Nothing wrong with it, mm-hmm. right? But that's empire building. Yep. And I have no desire to be an empire builder. None. None. Yes. Me I I want to yeah, be a nucleus. <laughs> I want to be a human Rolodex, right? As as friend of the show, Pam mm-hmm. Slim says, I want to be in the ecosystem. I want to be a player in that ecosystem, <laughs> but I don't want to be the Napoleon of that ecosystem. I don't want that much pressure. I don't want that much responsibility. I've had enough struggle in the past putting food on my own table. I don't want to be responsible for feeding somebody else's kids. So I will have an army yeah. of VAs that I pay well but I'm also not their only client. I'm not bringing on a full-time employee anytime soon. And I could, but I don't want to, right? So there's that permission too of out here in the zeitgeist, especially for solopreneurs, there's this idea of automate quick, one-to-many quick, scale fast, fail hard, do all this, do all that. And I think what people are afraid to say, especially to newer businesses, is you're not there yet on the learning curve. And maybe you will never be there because your learning curve curves differently. But either way, you ain't there yet. Like, I'm at the point where my processes needed automation because I was hiring so many people to do different things that it was, I was losing money right? My overhead Mm -hmm. costs on my assistants became too much. So I was like, I need systems so everyone can work more efficiently. But I didn't 
do processes for what you were talking about, where I'm like, I'm going to have 900 clients tomorrow. No, I'm freaking not. And yeah. if I do, amazing. I'll solve that problem tomorrow, right? But, yeah. yeah. But it's like, I feel like sometimes those shoulds are such a distraction because we know what we really, really should be working on, which for almost everybody is like pipeline. Pipeline, pipeline, mm-hmm. pipeline, brand awareness, consistency, pipeline, brand awareness, consistency, pipeline, 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 right? Ask, mm-hmm. ask, ask, ask for money, then ask for money again. But but we don't want to do that. So what we do instead is we're like, ooh, I should go on AppSumo and get a thing that plays with Zapier <laughs> so that I can text people to get. And I'm like, yeah. y'all, why are you texting people? You don't have anybody on your email list. Who are you going to text? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, it's because then, you know, somebody says, oh, text, text message marketing is the way I got $10,000 in two hours, you know, or whatever. And then you're like, oh, okay, maybe mm-hmm. I should be doing that. It's just, it's funny too, because there's that whole, like, don't trade time for money thing. Right. Yeah. And then, so is that what it is? Yeah. Don't trade your time for money, which there are certainly ways of being more efficient. And there's like, I have a membership. So like, that's an idea where I can like have one to many a little bit, but I still want to like actually know their names and hang out with them. Like go figure. Mm -hmm. But when you're just starting, I'm like, you got to maybe trade some time for money. Like I had to make some gifts and meet some people. I got to trade some time for money, y'all. Like, it's it's funny because all the ideas that are promising that you will make money without, I guess, spending time new business owners work on so hard for free for so long. They're building these things. They're building this course. They're getting ready to launch this thing because it's going to be one to many or it's going to be this amazing thing. And I'm like, you're not even getting, like right now you're literally not trading time for money because you're just wasting your time and you're not getting any money. You're not getting anything. (laughs) There's no trade. You're just giving your time away. Like freaking COVID-19. Here you go. Here's a little time. Here's a little time. Here's a little time. Like put your mask on and keep your time to yourself then. My God. Yeah. Cause you're not even selling it to anyone. And you're just, it's like with this dream of once this is ready, I'm going to make so much money. I'm not going to have to trade my time for money. I'm going to like sit on a beach and people are just going to buy my course and I'm just going to like get these notifications and get a bunch of money. Like it drives me bonkers when people call a course passive income, (laughs) especially as a a former teacher. I'm like, oh, was that passive? Like if you're having a course and you're going to teach people something, how could that be just passive income? Like maybe it could be a little more lucrative than working individually one-on-one with everybody. Like I understand that concept. And you have to build the freaking thing. I mean, that's the other thing is you got to actually build the thing. I had this client back when I was sub-coaching. I had this client who literally did not want to do a damn thing. And so if (laughs) I was like, hey, you need to go make sure you're interfacing with people on an online capacity. No. You need to go to networking events. No. You need a sales page. No. You need a blog. No. Whatever I told this woman, the answer, like a toddler, every single time was no. And then she would come and she would be like, my business isn't growing and I don't understand why. And I'm like, you literally don't want to do any work. You want to do no work. You have bought into the idea of passive income without Mm -hmm. understanding that 
every the people that make passive income have done a shit ton of work work. to get that passivity into play and it's still not all that passive to your point right yeah yeah and 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 so like like you have to pay yourself back for all the front loading of all the work like there's still it's not really even like it's passive later maybe a little bit but it's also just like paying you back for all the work you did before right I mean, and I'm I'm really lucky because I grew up with like the most glaring example of that in that my mom, now retired, was a really decorated, very successful, motivational speaker. And so people would say to her all the time, what does it feel like to make $10,000 in an hour? And my mom's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got $10,000 for that speech. I had to write it. I had to get on a plane at four o'clock in the morning. I had to fly to Topeka. Mm-hmm. I had to get on a bus. I had to go to a different part of Kansas. I had to stay in a Best Western with no hot water. Then I yeah. had to do this, do that, meet this, kiss all the asses, shake all the hands, do all the stuff, fly home, do the follow-up, make sure they got the thing, send out the mailers, do backup room, ba-ba-da-da-da-da-da. But people yeah. are always like, what's it like to make $10,000 an hour? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't and tell also you. be the person who gets $10,000 an hour, like, took a lot of freaking work to even yes. be that person. Yes. It's yeah. like, it's, you don't just like wake in up. The time. And, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's like, you know, that idea of like, oh, it's passive income. Cool. If I wanted to start a new passive income stream right now, it would probably take me a minimum of two years. Yeah. Yeah. With my current rate of success, with my current platform and everything, I would not advise my clients to bank on that for at least two years, maybe longer if they're new. Like, ugh, 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 passive income. Ugh, that's the dream. That's the dream. All right. Speaking of dreams, you came today with such a glorious pop culture choice that my heart... (laughs) just leapt into a million giddy giggles right away. It is an honor to ask you, what the hell does self-employment or shoulds or putting yourself out there in a great big way or trying it or getting the buckets, what does any of it have to do with Pee Wee's Playhouse? Well, duh. What's the funnest (laughs) place ever on a Saturday morning? Playhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's just that show just embodied. Like, I feel like it's if my brand could pick a matching show, right? Like this graphic you're going to make is going to look super rad. It is. is. I think also, well, first of all, I just love Wee's Playhouse. The whole vibe, the music, the energy, the silliness, just the like the fuck itness. Hello, we're talking about fuck it. Like they just broke all the rules and did whatever they wanted to do like it was not like anything else on tv no. it was a bunch of like this motley crew of like artists and creators and musicians mm-hmm. just having fun and making yep. what they wanted to make and also figuring it out as they went so yep. like i've read a little bit about it like i haven't like not a peewee connoisseur completely but i do know <laughs> that like um randy you know if anybody's yeah. familiar with peewee's playhouse but Randy, the like mean one, um, he was like made out of a full on like two by four, like he was too heavy and they had to like rework it and figure out like how he could function. And they're just being scrappy and figuring it out. And I just love the idea of 
this group of like misfits hanging mm-hmm. out, making this super cool show that was unlike yes. anything else on TV. I mean, Cindy Lauper does the theme song. We watched the, What's the Christmas name special. that she does it under. She does it under like Agnes. Like she's got. Yeah, it's like a different. <laughs> yeah. Just so y'all know, whoever that is, that name is a lie. If you listen <laughs> yeah. real close, it's real easy to tell. That is her royal highness, Cindy with a Y and an I. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Christmas special, I mean, we watch it every year at my house. Um, I used to make my niece and nephew watch it with me. But um, I mean, Oprah's on that. Like yeah. Pee Wee was a force to be reckoned with and he was wacky as hell. So I think yep. for me, it's okay to be wacky and you still can be mainstream. Like people want to have fun. And I think in yes. online business, everybody wants to be serious and take it like it's this big serious thing and follow all the rules. And I think for me, the thing that worked in my business was when I threw him out. And I just was myself and was like, fuck it, here I am. What do you want me to make you? Be a real person. I mean, I always joke about the ideal client avatar that especially if you're a service-based business, like if you are your business, if they're going to have to meet you eventually Mm -hmm. and you're not doing passive income where you're sitting on the beach and everybody else is doing all the work and you don't want to ever meet a client. But if you are like me and you're going to, clients are going to meet you. I thought it was weird too to make an ICA because I was like, okay, well, I've never made like an ideal friend avatar. I've never sat down and been like, what kind of friends do I want? <laughs> like, I should probably um, wear a lot of purple because I want to. I want to attract, you know, regal friends or what? You know, I should. I should I need probably to sit talk- at the pizza shop because, <laughs> according to B School, my they all eat sausage pizza, so I got to go to the sausage, but only the sausage. If they order pepperoni, it's a no-go. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I never did that. What if I just show up? You know, yeah. I start a new job. You just go in your yourself. And like, yep. for me, it's like the people who want to go to happy hour hang out. The people who want to maybe like talk a little smack after the faculty meeting. Like, those are my people. And there's, you know, there were some people who weren't my people. No no hard feelings. But it, you just gravitate towards who you gravitate towards. Yes. But you have to actually be yourself. And, well, you, and nobody like said, can gravitate toward you if you don't have any energy to gravitate toward or yeah. if that's inauthentic because it doesn't it, yeah. it doesn't have resonance. It's hollow. Exactly. And you don't have to be wacky. Like it doesn't ha- I don't only work with brands who love Pee-Wee's Playhouse and love mermaid bathing suits. Right. But I think it's just important that you just kind of are able to be yourself. And it's OK. Like it's OK if you like you know, grays and creams and beiges. Like that's not me, but if that's you, there's other people who like that and they're drinking, you know, a cup of coffee and wearing a cozy sweater. They're not like squawking and cackling. (laughs) No. And that's okay. okay. Oh, we did that at the same time. But that is okay. I mean, wacky is okay. Normal is okay. Whatever feels good to you is totally fine. And I love that you brought up this idea of like wacky is good for you if wacky is good for you. In that, I think one of my biggest things that I did not understand, and you put this so beautifully, is you can be wacky as hell and still a force to be reckoned with. Mm Pee-wee, wackiest of wacky. 
right? Like maybe yeah. only Weird Al is wackier than Pee Wee. <laughs> they could have like a, oh my God, I almost said no. Uh-huh. They, they could try to out wacky each other. How about that? And, uh, and it would be very interesting to watch, right? But, but they still get taken seriously as artists in their lane. Now, Paul Rubens decided to do some interesting things in a movie theater like 20 years ago, which kind of changed some of that. But he's made the grand return and we're fine with it. And now Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. So, you know, but but I think for me, because I am a wacky person and a bigger girl, and I'm also very short, so I'm very much a teapot. Like I'm short and broad (laughs) um, and loud and have gigantic eyeballs and, you know, all these other things. That I was like, well, if I fully let the wacky out, I'll never be taken seriously. And I think what I had to realize was that even when I try to be serious, no one takes me seriously (laughs) because I wasn't taking myself seriously. Right. So I think there's an art that you and I are really, really amazing at. And I'm proud of both of us, damn it. In that, like, we are wacky and we allow ourselves to be wacky. We show up authentically because fun and silliness and wackiness is what lights us up and delights us. But also we're doing it because we take ourselves seriously, not too seriously, but Mm -hmm. we understand I have to show up. I'm business. Well, and I feel way more confident showing up this way than I did when I'm just like a shell of a person trying to look for what I'm supposed to be doing. Because then I'm always like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And a lot of times, like when you first start, maybe it's free resources. So you're not even getting feedback from the person. Like you listen to a podcast and you heard the three tips to do this thing and you're doing them and you're like, I don't really know if I'm doing this right. Like, and it's hard to show up confidently because you're like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. But if I'm just showing up as me, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm doing it right. Like, this is just me. Yeah, Let's do this. Like, let me get some graphic design work done for you because I know I'm going to nail it because I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to be anybody else. I'm just showing up and being like, hey, here I am. I'm kind of funny. Unapologetically. You want some graphics? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's earnest, unapologetic for us, silliness. For other people, mm-hmm. it may be something else. It may be loyalty. It may be warmth. It may be compassion. It may be humor. It may be, you know, the groundedness, the person that keeps it real, unapologetic groundedness. I am the dry force. Sometimes we yeah. need that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but I also love that when you show up in that way, and Playhouse is a perfect example of this. Like you said, there is a motley crew around Pee Wee at all times. Pee Wee, if he's not on his bicycle, which does not count as being alone because he has his bicycle, mm-hmm. Pee Wee's like never alone, yeah. ever. Pee Wee always has somebody to play with at the playhouse, but he never gives them rules on how to show up. So if a cow wants to drink a milkshake, which is gross and doesn't make a whole lot of sense, then the cow's going to drink a milkshake. And if they're going to have a dance party at three o'clock in the moon in the afternoon and he's got other plans, then guess what? The dance party's happening because everyone around him also gets to show up authentically and do what they want. And it all kind of gels into this joint, lovely madness that people can't look away from. And I see that all the time with people like us where it's like, she's crazy. I want her on my show yesterday. <laughs> yes. Right? And and yeah. that's lovely because we're letting that wacky out. Yeah, letting that freak flag fly. Heck yes. Heck 
Yes. So let's talk directly to the freaks out there. Freak okay. the freak in a non-movie theater way. Uh, okay. We're going to learn from Pee Wee Herman, not Paul Rubens. Okay. Freak the freak. What can those of us out here creating brands for ourselves really learn from Pee Wee? I think that you just do it. And now I'm Nike. You're going to learn it from Nike and Pee Wee. But you just... What a combo. Do it. You just say, we want to have this kid's show. And then you figure out, like, what do you want it to look like? And then while you're building it, you're like, oh, shit, this puppet's not standing up. Like, we need to to change this. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's... uh, Wayne White is one of the people involved in the production. He's an artist. His stuff's really cool. But he's the voice of, like, many of the characters. And so it's just like getting shit done too. Like we just have to do this and it's okay if it looks a little like wacky or like, what am I trying to say? Like, you know, it's not, it's what do people call it? Like B plus work. Sometimes people say like, you're just getting shit done. It looks cool. It looks awesome. Like the claymation. Yeah. And it's, it's done and it's creative and it's teamwork too. I know people talk about like collaboration over community or whatever. What do they say? Over competition, not community. But the community aspect of that too, I think people get on social media and they just are like, okay, I got to post this many times a week or I got to do this many things. And I'm like, you could also just go on social media and like find people you freaking love and connect with them. And like maybe eventually they'll be your client. But also for me, I just like people. And and that's another rule I was kind of doing in the beginning. I was treating everything like this is business then this is my real life. And I was, there was a moment where I was like, I'm really funny and I'm really fun. And (laughs) nobody online like knows that about me. And they didn't know it because I was, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't showing them. So how can you just show up as yourself, whatever that looks like for you and just connect, like make friends, just make friends. Yes. And showcase your friends. Yeah. Showcase your friends. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, the you said collaboration over competition, but the first word you said was community in there. And I love the idea of competition. The opposite of competition is not collaboration in this aspect. It is community. It's there's room at the top for all of us. Everybody can come to the playhouse unless you're mean. If you're mean, yeah. you get kicked out of the playhouse. And we've seen it done. And Pee Wee is very serious about that. But if you're nice... And you bring good yeah. ideas and you show up as yourself. You can hang out and play and you can stay all day and you can bring your own friends. Right. So that idea of uh, I love it quite literally of like, who are you bringing to your playhouse to play with you? And are you showing that off? We've talked about how I forced you onto LinkedIn for the longest time. The reason I love LinkedIn is it's really easy to build community over there. Right? Like this episode happened yeah. because I wanted you to be on my show. I thought I already asked you. You thought I already asked you, but I hadn't. And then somebody <laughs> else was like, or Julie Fry was like, oh, you got a good idea. And I was like, well, duh. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah. How did we not? What? What? But all of that happened because we were all like, come to the playhouse. Let's see what we want to do today. Oh, you're not on my show yet. That's wrong get up in here, sit on my big talking couch with me and we'll get it done. Yes. Yeah. But you you don't have to be wacky alone. No. And it makes it more fun. I mean, a lot of us too, when we start our solopreneurs, we're by ourselves and it's lonely and boring. And also people who aren't in it don't understand. Like I have friends in real life now who are like, how can we support you? Like we see kind of what you're doing online. Like how can we help? And I'm like, 
uh, yeah, you could like, like, but really I'm like, oh, you don't get it. Like, (laughs) you don't understand. It's this weird world of online business. Like, don't worry about it. Like, let's just have a drink. So. (laughs) But I love, like, I just love that you brought up loneliness, um, which is such a weird sentence. But, you know, I am always so, (laughs) so really delighted and curious as to where your brains go. But I think a lot of us that are wacky and have always been wacky have experienced a lot of loneliness or ostracization Mm -hmm. or fighting uh, to hide, right? Or bullying or whatever it may be. And so opening yourself back up to exposure in that way, we're not saying it's not uncomfortable. We are saying you don't have to do it alone. So you're not the only one dealing with haters. You're not the only one wondering, you know, do I have to be body positive in this video because damn, my chin is pissing me off. Like, you're not the only one in that vote. You're not. And if you wanted to, you could get a panel together and be like, let's all look at our chins today. Okay. Like, (laughs) you know, you're not alone in it. But for the first time... And I don't know if it's because like dork culture, geek culture, everything trendy or stranger things, you know, put geeks back on the map or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. I think people now can relearn, unlearn and relearn that wacky is safe yeah. because wacky is welcome mm-hmm. and yeah. you're not alone. Yeah. We got to freak, freak to freak. We got to like freak to freak. Like, we got to band together. Yes. So what, what do we think we can learn about occupational or entrepreneurial loneliness from Peewee? I mean, I think Peewee, like you're saying, like the, um, community is so varied. Like everybody's welcome at Peewee's Playhouse, mm-hmm. except for the mean lady. You're talking about the lady, like very early on, like the, season one. The, the yeah. The neighbor, neighbor lady. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of her name, but yeah. She gets yeah, kicked out all the time. Yeah. She comes over off. and he's like, you don't get to go in the uh-uh. pool if you're going to splash people. And then she splashes yeah. people and she's like, no. <laughs> like, and then to see, oh. and that, yeah, he's like, I'm not bringing her back for season two. No. <laughs> she's gone. No, yeah, but gone. I think just like being welcoming to everybody. Like we were saying too, like you don't have to be wacky. Like I love the people that I know who have like really calm voices yes. or do like mindful meditation. Well, Jesus, not my- everybody can be us. I, yeah, I know. Right. But I'm just saying like, it's like accepting everyone and kind of bringing together that motley crew. Like it's good yeah. that not everybody's wacky. Like let's all be different. Let's all have different strengths. And yeah. then that solves your problem of loneliness, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, the community aspect for me like me starting my membership was honestly a little bit selfish. Just like, I want to hang out with cool people. Like, yep. do you want to hang out with me? <laughs> like, so it's just bringing in the people around you that make your day more fun. And, and allowing that selfishness, mm-hmm. right? Friend of the show, Nikita Thigpen wrote a really amazing book called Selfish, which is all about self-prioritization. It's a game changer. But, you know, if if you're like, hey, why can't my brand colors be this rainbow swimsuit? You choosing to do that is an act of selfishness, right? Yeah. You saying, I'm going to start a membership to um, hang out with cool people is an act of selfishness. You saying, hey, what they should focus on this week is my podcast is an act <laughs> of selfishness. And I applaud it all. Yeah, It's not hurting and anybody. Also- it's only helping everybody. And it's helping you in the process. It's a win, 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 win. 
Well, and now that I'm very confident in what I'm doing, because I am showing up more authentically, yep. even though I hate that word a little bit, but um, Don't we I all. feel like my podcast is fucking rad. Like I'm doing, I'm doing everybody a favor by bringing that up straight out the gate. Like, or yep. like people joining my membership, I know it's going to be rad. I know I have great feedback for them and their, you know, business ideas and their graphic designs. Like I know I can serve them well because I'm showing up as me. Like I'm leading with my gifts and I'm leading with my value and my in yes. my insights and I feel confident about it because yes I'm confident it that your value has value yes confident yes. that your value has value you're not just putting it out there to be loud you're not trying to be an influencer or a shock artist you're putting mm-hmm. it out there so that other people can find it so that other people can be positively affected and then your own life in turn I freaking love that <sighs> all right I got two more questions for you okay two Two more. Uh, first one. If you were going to grant the gift of life to a piece of furniture in your home okay. that you could talk to and be supported by, what piece of furniture in your home would you most like to have a relationship with? And what would the name be? Ooh, okay. I feel like it should be my coffee mug. Cause it's always mm. next to me. Like we're talking about loneliness. I feel like my coffee mug. Well, it's like a, like a little, you know, travel mug and it yeah. has water in it sometimes, but it's my cup. It's my cup. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if we're going with Pee Wee's Playhouse, it would just name would probably just be like Cuppy. Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's your name? Cup. Yeah. What are you like? What's your name? Mug. Like, okay. Muggy, right. Cuppy. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Mug, Cuppy, yeah. Muggy. Yeah, no, I love that. It's like, come on, Cup. Or cuppy, yeah. like yeah. here we go. Although that would be really terrifying, like if it just started talking to you on a video one day. You're like sitting there talking, and then the cup's like, "Hello, Instagram." <laughs> You'd be like, ah! "Smell hot coffee all over yourself." Oh, oh my, my gosh. god. Okay, so now, what is the best way for listeners to start a conversation with you? And I want all the deets on that podcast you mentioned too. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, the best place probably to start a conversation with me is my podcast, which is called F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. In every episode, I beg people pretty much to hit me up on Instagram, but I guess now I should change it to say, or LinkedIn. Thanks a lot, Ooh. ADP Ruggles. <laughs> Rude. Um, but I I kind of treat it like starting a conversation with listeners. Um, mm-hmm. I just think a lot out loud and I give some tips, but it's mostly just um, thinking about how you could maybe do things differently. I don't like to to really like prescribe specific formulas of how you can do that because I really do think that those formulas sort of rob you of your own intuition to make yes. your own formulas. Yeah. So it's more about uh, asking questions about like, why do we have to do this? Do you like doing this? Do we need to? What if we did this? Can we do this? Uh, sort of conversations like that. And I think it's really great. People do hit me up with their ideas. And then sometimes I go live on Instagram with the people who have listened and we can like dive in more. So there's that. And then, um, you know, if you would love to hit me up for design work, I love doing VIP days and we sit down beforehand and we just flush out like all your ideas that are just maybe in a Google doc. And then I turn them into beautiful, amazing, fun, or sophisticated beige graphics, if that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> but usually we bring them to life. And 
just, you know, taking those ideas because there's always so many visuals that go with it that I feel like people get trapped in Canva and they can't get out and they can use Canva as a way to sort of um, distract themselves from actually doing the things they need to do in their business. So I always joke that I like free people from Canva so that I can um, take over and turn your ideas into awesome visuals that make people pay attention to you. Because that's what people want to look at pretty things. And then they'll be like, what's this? And then that's when you drop the knowledge bombs on them and they're sucked in. They can't get enough of you. Yep. Yep. Lure them in with the wacky. Keep them with them knowledge bombs. You have certainly shared some knowledge bomb gems with us today. Thank you so much for bringing your voice, your wackiness and your style to TLTQ. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. I know when I saw the when I saw the cover a long time ago, I was like a composition book. We're best friends. We're gonna be best friends. Best. And yeah. to that I say, Mecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. Mecca Heine Heine Ho. Mecca High, Mecca Ho Ho Ho. That's on the Christmas High. Okay, there we go. Christmas in July, y'all. Mecca High, Mecca Ho Ho Ho. I love it. Everybody else, I will be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the week. Well, hey there. In order to properly tie up this episode, it only felt right to go back to the very beginning. When I asked Deanna what small business owners should focus on this week, she unapologetically declared herself. And I meant what I said in the moment, too, in the history of this podcast, that has never happened. From this data, she could have deduced that it would violate some kind of rule to do so. But as we can see, amplified by the fact that I'm talking about it again, it was refreshing. It was welcome. And it was memorable AF. Are you claiming the focus of your ideal prospects in this way? Yes, yes, you're posting on social. But are you really stepping up and saying, hey, over here, I can help and delight you simultaneously. Look no further. Or are you too concerned about a rule that may not even exist? So many of us seem to be waiting for permission to show up full volume. I'll dip a toe into showing my softer side. I'll record a few videos in a brighter color and maybe gasp state some unpopular opinions once. This week, your homework is to write yourself a permission slip and to do something that scares you and ideally let your freak flag fly in the process. Now, hear me. It is not about being the flashiest or the loudest, so no excuses, introverts. It's just about taking up space deliciously and welcoming the attention that finds you there. How can we delight our audiences and ourselves simultaneously? Is it time to finally remove the stuffy, safe corporate jargon from your website? Have you grown tired of your lackluster branding? Are you writing a boring book that you think will sell instead of saying what it is you want to say? Change it and enjoy the thrill ride of that change. For the longest time, I toned myself down so as not to be kicked out of whatever community I was in. But when I stopped all the shoulds and the can'ts, it turns out I was able to build my whole community this whole time. My playhouse, where all are welcome. There's no secret password, but just like a peewee's, mean folks don't hang around very long. That's exactly 
the kind of home I want your brand to be for them, but also for you. Hey, thanks for listening. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. Listen, we talk a lot about marketing on this show, and that's because I fully, earnestly believe that every dime and every moment we spend marketing is totally worth it unless we turn around and sabotage ourselves at the finish by refusing to sell and sell beautifully. Why? A lot of us have a misconception of what selling actually requires of us or who it needs us to be. Please give me the opportunity to help change your mind at www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Big shout out to the fabulous dudes who help make this show what it is. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My composer, Riley Herbastio and my show artist, Francois Vigneault. They're all fabulous, and I'd be glad to introduce you. Until next week, just do your best, and remember, you're too legitimate to quit.